You're listening to Episode 9 of the Becoming Aligned Podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that through the ups and downs, we're all in this together. In this episode, I interview Saran Horwell. We talk about the different roles that she's had in her life, from fitness instructor, TV personality, to being a new mom. This woman is a force of nature. Her positivity and energy is contagious. But like everyone else, she has faced her own personal challenges. In this episode, Saran opens up and shares a particularly tough experience in life and what's helped her move forward. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Saran. Thank Hi, you. Mom. Hi, thank you so much for joining me on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Yay. I am so excited. I know it's going to be so much fun. Yes, yes. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun hour. I know that. Um, one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you on is because you are just a force of nature. Your, your positivity and your energy is like just completely contagious. And I just love that about you. Um, one of the other things is you are always evolving and trying new things, which I really admire. So I'd love to dive in a little bit over the next hour and explore how you're continuing, continually evolving in your career as a person and as a new mom. So uh, hopefully you'd be up for kind of sharing Ooh. a little bit about that over the next hour. That would be wonderful. So, Ooh, totally. <laughs> would, you, would, you mind, <laughs> would you mind starting us off and just telling, telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Um, no, I, I would love to. Yeah. I, right now, I am a mom to a three-year-old little girl. Yeah, she's adorable. Um, so I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I should I should preface that stay-at-home part with enthusiastic mm. stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we wake up every day, like, what is our new adventure going to be? What Aww. are we doing today? Who are we going to see? Which bus are we going to take? Aww. You know, little stuff. Yes. I know. It's so much fun just, you know, just being her mom, seeing the world through her eyes, because I really... You mentioned that I was, um, you know, enthusiastic. I had a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. I and I can actually see the energy of a child because I have one now. Yeah. And to see everything through her little eyes, my husband, he's always like, "You guys are the same." He's like, <laughs> "You, you have a childlike wonder about you." Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's where I am in my life now. That's where I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've had like this. It's been so fun to watch, actually, because you do share a lot on social media um, about your adventures. And and, like your daughter even has like her own her own channel. Correct. Am I I making that up? Instagram. Yes. Okay. No, she she has. She has her own Instagram, mm. and we started a YouTube page, but I haven't That's my thought. Okay. added more videos to it. You know, I, it, it, I don't want to get overwhelmed myself in that regard, yes. so I, I do what I can when I can do it, and I don't want to do too much. Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, I, yeah, we do. We have our own little Instagram page. Uh, What'd you say? I, I hear you on that, yeah. because it can get overwhelming with the, with all of that, but I love... I love 
Oh, what do you share? It's just like this little highlight of your day when you get to see the two of you yeah. just like enjoying your adventures. And it is. It's like pure joy. You guys just have this like yeah. pure joy that you bring. Um, to the yeah. Table. It's really beautiful. <laughs> and we love it. And it's, yeah. it's so genuine. It and is. And it's just so us. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Saran, I have to ask because, so you, I mean, it's been a change for you then in a a sense because you did have a career, you were working before as a fitness instructor. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about some of your other careers that you've had. Okay. Well, Mm. I was on, um, I was a fitness expert on NBC for almost 10 years. Wow. It was that long. Three years ago. Wow. Yeah, it was 10 years. Yeah, my last segment, I was around eight months or seven months pregnant. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, so I did that for 10 years, right? And mm-hmm. then I also did a show, a fitness weight loss show on MTV called yeah. I Used to Be Fat, where I would help, yeah, high school seniors lose weight before college. So TV has always been my love. Like I, That's the medium that I absolutely mm. thrive in, love it, and it just comes naturally to me to be, you know, on TV and front and center basically yes no for real <laughs> no and, with it. <laughs> i know and like emceeing <laughs> events and like doing you you are a natural yeah. at that type of thing oh yeah yeah i've emceed events at navy pier for uh, this yacht big world yacht race mm-hmm. i've done that i've emceed track and field banquets um i've i've emceed auctions um I've, I've done i've done a lot and i i look back on that with such uh, just love and just a my smile because it's, it was then and now, you know, I'm in a different place now, but that, that life back then was so much fun and I'm so glad that I did it mm. because it affords me to be who I am now as a mom Ooh, because okay. I don't feel like there, you know what I mean? I don't feel like I've missed something. Yeah. Okay. Now that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So what did, what did you love about yeah. that time period? You know, those experiences. Oh, I love the freedom of just going when I wanted to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love I love the freedom of being able to say yes to everything mm-hmm. <laughs> because that that's what I did. I yeah. say yes to everything. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. You me somewhere remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I have to go because you invited me there, and yeah. so you want me to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just yeah run myself really just into the ground and I loved it because I wake up today with a whole new ball of energy ready to go. <laughs> I know it sounds so weird. No. But it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I actually yeah, always so wonder how you kept your energy up actually, because I'm like, how does this girl do it? Like, cause you, you, yeah. it's like, it's an authentic, true, like, like energy and positivity that you have, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the real yeah. thing. And yeah. that was like, how do it's you, the real thing. how do you foster that? Like, how do you, um, like, how do you keep that well <laughs> filled up, in a sense? Going. I, You know what I do, Mo? I sleep. Ah, yeah. I, my friends, they call me light switch. And this is no joke. They call me light switch because there could be a party going on. <laughs> and if I'm tired, I'll lay my head down and I'll go to sleep. Or I'll remove myself and go to sleep. Oh, my goodness. Out missing a beat. Yeah. Like, I don't have, you know, they have this thing in social media world called uh, fear of missing out FOMO. Yeah, yeah, that? yes, yes. Yeah, I, I have no FOMO <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Tell me about it when I wake up. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's, yeah, that's how I'm able 
to just keep going and going. Is I, I get my proper rest and I sleep when I feel tired and and that's it. And I don't care if I sleep nine hours, yeah, ten hours. Well, yeah, and that, I take naps in the day. Oh, you do? Okay, because that was gonna be my question. Like, oh, do you have? Yeah. Are you on? Like, are you on a schedule? I don't. You don't strike me as a scheduled sleeper. Like, like, do you have like a certain time? Okay, I'm going to bed right now. Or like, is it just when I'm tired? Now, now I'm going to bed. You, you, you had it right. You pegged me right. I don't have a schedule at all. I'm not a scheduled person. Yeah, at all. <laughs> so when I'm sleepy, I go to sleep. Yeah. And if if I'm not, yeah, I just stay awake and just chill out, watch TV or whatever. Yeah. You just know yourself. Stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I just awesome. know myself. I know and you know what else I know about myself, Mo? Mm. So since becoming a mom, right, we do so many activities and we uh go so many places and we walk, we run. Yeah. We we are so active. We're so active. And what I know about myself when I don't feel like doing those things, I, I, I notice that I'm burned out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have to check myself and take a moment and say, okay, Saran, yeah. if you don't feel like doing this, there's something wrong, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So then, um, yeah, yeah. And so on those times when I'm feeling like that, I just ask my husband for help. And I say, mm-hmm. hey, can you take her to work with you? Luckily, he works at a job where he can take her to work right. with him and give, and give me a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's funny because he said... When I have those moments, he'll say, well, do you need me to take her again tomorrow? And I said, well, let's just take it day by day mm. because I'm not one to stay down for long. Right. I'll let you know. And then, yeah, sure enough, the next day I was ready to go. He noticed a difference like night and day. Mm. Me too. Yeah. 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 So uh, I that's... take breaks and I recognize when I need them. That's great, Saran. Actually, I just noticed, I think recently you just shared something on social media where it was just you walking and you shared about how you were taking mm-hmm. a break. And I, I love that you sh- that you shared that because I think, mm-hmm. especially for moms, and I'm not a mom, but for moms, I think, you know, they they put so much pressure on themselves to do everything, I feel like. And to, to mm-hmm. know that you're not able to give and to be as present unless you take time for yourself and to have the awareness to do that. And, and fortunately, you do have the ability for, to let your husband can take your daughter for the day. But I, I, I love mm-hmm. that you're willing and open to ask for help. That's so that's so important. Oh, absolutely. I have yeah. no qualms. You know why I have no qualms about asking for help? Mm. A, because I am so um, aware of myself mm-hmm. and of what I need. Yeah, yeah. I am very aware. But I, but I have no qualms about asking because I know people that are in my life, my friends, my family, um, they want to help if mm-hmm. you just ask. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't ask, people don't know how to help. Yeah. And so I just, I'm very clear about my asking and, and what I need. And if they can't get it, I'll ask them, someone else and mm-hmm. not get bit out of shape just because they aren't able to do it. But I think asking, because, I, you know, I am certainly... And you, you may find it surprising, Mo, but mm. I am certainly not trying to be super mom yeah. at all. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to do what I can do and enjoy everything that I do. Yeah. And when there's a point where I don't enjoy one part of it, I know that I'm a little burned out. And you're right. I ask for help and I'm aware of myself that I need it. And, that, and you're right. Moms do feel like mm-hmm. we have to do it all, but that's yeah. so unrealistic. And and I don't know why we put that whole label on ourselves. 
even even as a black woman, there's a label that I really, really do not like. Mm. A strong, you know, I don't like a strong black woman. Yep, yep. You never hear, you know what I mean? No, I do. I I was just having a conversation about this. So this is interesting. Yeah, please tell me more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so to put that label on ourselves, it almost gives this bravado like I don't need help I don't Mm -hmm. need anyone else I'm a strong black woman yeah you can be that you can be that but it can be within it doesn't have to be something you proclaim to the world because then people will look at you and like well how can I help you because you seem like you have it all together Uh, no I need help just like anybody else yeah anybody else I may be a strong but I mean I love the phrase yeah but I don't like the self you know what I mean you don't hear any you don't hear um, any other race mm-hmm. have that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, I've never heard a white woman say I'm a strong, strong white, white woman. woman. Yep. I've never heard a Latina woman. I'm a strong Latina woman. I've never heard an age. I can go down the list. Yeah. But then from black women, you know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. <sighs> so yeah. it's like, it's this idea that if, um, it's like you can feel strong, but if you're going to put that out there, that people are going to be like, well, she doesn't need help and she's got it all together, yeah. so we'll just let her be. Yeah. So that's kind exactly. of why you don't like that phrase, right? It just puts like... Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Too much. It's, it puts too much pressure on black women mm-hmm. to be everything and be all. And I don't want that. I mm-hmm. just want to chill, be a woman, <laughs> mm-hmm. be strong, but be quiet in it and just, you know, be me. Yeah. And give me all the help. You know what I mean? Give me all the help, honey, <laughs> that, that you can. <laughs> Bring it right, on. Yep. Right. Because when it comes down to it, we, we are stronger together, I think. You know, it's like, Absolutely. you know, it's just like when we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I see people who are just like, you know, able like have that group and that support and those people and that it's like mm-hmm. becomes this family, even if they're not really immediate family, it's just like that, you know, helping and yeah. building each other up. And that's real strength when I see those kinds of situations. But yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So the strong sometimes almost like isolates people in a way when we Absolutely. start to think of them. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 We hold on to that yeah. though too, I think, you know what I mean? It's like we, we, we take do. it as a source of pride and it's like, how do you Absolutely. how do you break that? I'm sorry, I'm just like thinking about that now. Like, how do you break that idea for for moms in general? Like this idea, I've got to be strong, or for people in general, um, how do we break I through that? You, I think you, I think you break through it by either you know having a moment where you can say that to yourself in the mirror quietly by mm-hmm. yourself, but then when you go out into the world, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ask for help. Yeah, it's unrealistic to think that any one person can do it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know what's interesting is I, you know, I interviewed your sister Dafina um, for season one, <laughs> and fun. yes, and one of the things I came up with was how she was not afraid to ask for help, and I in just different situations. And so it's really interesting to hear that the two of you just had this like strong kind of. Um, belief in this. I, was this something like encouraged or is this something just that like if you were to think back on it is like how did that, is that something that you guys grown up like kind of understanding or is that something that you kind of discover later? You know I it, it, it's funny because I I didn't know that, that she would say that. Yeah. I yeah. I believe it but I 
you, yeah, that's so interesting. I cannot wait to talk about it. That yeah. is so fun. <laughs> I know. But yet, <laughs> I don't know that it's something that we necessarily were taught or to do. Mm-hmm. But I will say, growing up in a household with seven children, you learn to ask mm-hmm. for things. Because oh. if you don't, I remember I used to be sort of, because I was one of the younger ones. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I was the youngest. I am the youngest of my two siblings, but I was also one of the younger ones when my cousins came to live with us and it was seven. And uh, I would be so much in the background, Hmm. not speaking up. My dad Hmm. just pulled me to the side and said, if you don't speak up, you're never going to get anything, anything, or no one's ever going to be able to hear your voice. Wow. At one point he had my sisters stop speaking for me, uh, stop answering the questions (sighs) first and give the little Saran a chance to, to, to ask a question or respond to something. But I think growing up with a household full of young people, you just learn to speak up. Yeah. Maybe that's where we both got that from subconsciously. Yeah, that's you know? interesting. Because I don't recall being taught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except the teaching that I had from my dad and yeah. him saying, you need to speak up. Yeah. And to find your voice. And like, I was a, a shy yeah, because you're someone who has a voice. Like, I just feel like, yeah. So that's so interesting that when you're little, your dad's like, hey, you know, you got to get out there. And yeah. and otherwise, no one's going to no one's gonna hear your voice. And, like, people hear your voice, you know? So that's kind of cool, just yeah. thinking back yeah. on it. Ah. But let me tell you, though, but let me tell you, when I was coming up, I, I did have a complex about it because huh. for a long time I did. Yeah, for a long time I didn't speak up. And when I started to find my voice, I would talk over people. Mm. I would just be the loud. Yeah, it was it was really obnoxious. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was. But now I'm so much more laid. Yeah, but now I'm so much laid back in it. Yeah. And, and confident. If I do have something to say, I will be heard. And I know how to, to do it without being obnoxious. I I love it because you know what sometimes I think we have to go from one extreme to another in order to find the middle ground too Mm -hmm. you know so you Mm -hmm. you had to kind of figure out where it was so that's 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 a cool story that's fun to hear huh that's right thanks (laughs) yeah I love it I love it um yeah let's can we stay in your childhood for a minute because I know um I know you're a really active person, but would you be so like when you were younger? Were you, you were you always really active? Was that something that was always a part of a part of your life? One hundred percent. Okay. I don't recall. I don't recall ever, ever not being active. Okay. So as early as early as um, eight, I can remember even having that level of uh, drive and competition in me and mm. fire <laughs> yeah. because we were, uh, we would, my parents uh, at that time in 1983 uh, owned the newspaper agency mm-hmm. and we worked delivered newspapers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at eight, eight, eight years old, we would try to go as fast as we could and, and do the best <laughs> that we could to make our parents proud, my mom and my dad proud and make ourselves proud and compete against one another to who could finish the route the fastest or who oh could run goodness. down the street the fastest. Oh, my goodness. So who, who can roll the paper the fastest? Who could, you know, everything was a competition. Yeah. And as kids, yeah, as kids growing up, 
the fun that we used to have were all active games. Like we we would jump over. We had this game called Jumping Over that we just made up. We <laughs> place a stick on. You know we. Yeah. You know how you have the door opening and we had a wall there, so someone would sit in the doorway, hold oh a broomstick, and then we inch it up, and you'd have to run and jump over it. <laughs> and if you goodness. hit it, you're out. Okay. <laughs> if you hit wow. the stick. And it would get Mo. It would get so serious. I mean, don't let your shirt hit the stick. Oh, it's over. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! And so, as a kid, I can remember being active. I can remember, you know, even competing with my mom. Like we would all try to beat her in racing. No way. When we could beat her running, yeah. When we could beat her running, we knew we were doing something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious me! Yeah, and uh, I can remember the first time, you know, we got bikes. My dad bought us bikes, and it was so cute because my sister, who's the oldest, Kilola, Mm -hmm. her bike had a little bar, and then my middle sister had a little bar that was a little lower, and then I didn't have a bar at all. You know what I mean? So it was like our own little bike, and it was so cute. Oh, yeah. Mm -mm. So when we used to kick it, and everything about my life was active, and I think that's a huge part of why. I'm so active now because yeah. as a kid, oh, we, yeah, the fun we had. And it was just fun. It was the like just, yeah, it sounds like it, it was just like, yeah, just pure play for you guys. Like you guys are just like having yeah. a great time. The competition made yeah. it extra fun for you though, too, it sounds like just being able to compete and like Absolutely. challenge yourselves against yeah. the family. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And, and size did not matter. Like it just, it what mattered because I would compete against, the older ones, yeah. we all compete against each other. It wasn't a thing where you play with your people that are your age and your size. No, the whole family, we all competed. It was great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So if you were to yeah. think back at like, and I'm going to guess it, maybe it's around like a, like a fitness or play activity like that, but is there anything that you would get lost and absorbed in and just like lose track of time? Would it be a physical thing or would it be something else? And like they'd have to be like, okay, Saran, like stop what you're doing. Like, you know, time to eat or something. Like, you would just be so absorbed in what you were doing. Sorry. I just had a rhyme to come into my head. I oh. do that sometimes. When you said, when you said, stop what you're doing, <laughs> I thought, I'm about to ruin the oh image goodness. and the style that you used to. <laughs> That's what I we love it. Sorry, Mom. I love it. Sorry for the Not at all. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> That's your question. Um, no. So I, I can't recall what age or or how long I would get lost in it, but I do recall being interested in videography and mm. photography. Oh, as okay. A kid. Yeah, and it trip yeah, and it it um it went as far as college and I'm still a little interested in it now, but in college I got a uh, a bite of what it was like to be in front of the camera. So mm-hmm. that's where I kinda stayed. Yeah. But I actually thought I would be a videographer or a photographer. Because yeah. my Mom's father, my great grandfather, he would videotape all the family gatherings. I mean, we had video mo. We had video when my mom was a kid. Really? You know, and we can look. Yeah, that's we awesome. So much. And he was sort of like the person that documented everything. And I used to love him. My mom, even at one point when I was younger, a teenager, she gave me one of his old cameras. It's, oh wow! I still have it to this day. It's, oh wow! It was crafted. I mean, it was an amazing camera. It was a, a 35 millimeter camera. And um, so I can remember just being interested in photography and videography. Let me hold the camera. I want to do it. Mm. And, um, you know, that was just something I enjoyed. 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So I didn't know that was a, a like an interest from a young age. Like I knew you because you studied that in yeah. college, correct? Like that was your degree I was in. I sure did. Okay. It was ma- my degree was in mass communication. Mass communication. It, I started off as a mechanical engineer, though. Oh wow! I started off mechanical engineer major. Yeah, because I love working with my hands and fixing things, taking things apart. I okay. used to love that too. Okay. I really, yeah, like my mom and I, because I knew she was really good at it. Um, and I, I just wanted to just take the TV apart to see how oh. it works and see if I could put it back together. And my mom was so cute. And she'd be just as encouraging. Oh, Serene, you can do it, girl. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm doing all the work. <laughs> I know. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. She's so good at that. My mom is so good at gassing you up and making you feel like, oh, man, you're doing the best. Meanwhile, she's sitting back just. <laughs> it's so That's good. hilarious. But, yeah, so my major was mechanical engineering, and then I switched to mass communications where I studied videography and behind the camera and in front of the camera. Okay. So, yeah. So that was a, a little bug that was in me when I was um, a young person, wow. for sure. What was it about it? Mm-hmm. What was it, do you, Would you be able to explain what it was about it that really appealed to you? Yeah, I think I think it was knowing that you're capturing this moment and you won't forget it because it's been captured in this way. Ooh. You can go back and look at it because I've always been that way. I mean, when I was in my 20s, I would make people so angry because I'd be like, let's get this picture. Let's just snap it really quickly. And they'd be like, but we're late. And right. I'm like, well, let's just get it really quick. Yeah. So I can remember making people just angry <laughs> because I wanted to stop. Take a picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I, I have I have so many memories. And I think that's what drew me to it was just mm-hmm. knowing that I was capturing that moment. I know. I love it. There, you know. I actually mm-hmm. have a memory. For, I think it was, and I probably, I bet the reason we even have photos of this day now that I'm like thinking back on it is probably because you were there. It was, uh, we were, you and Davina had come down to, you know, Bloomington and we went to Brown County for the day. And we just, we have all these yep. pictures from that day. And it's like such a sweet memory. But I bet we would not That's have had those right. photos if you were not around that day. Now that I'm thinking back on this. You know what? I would bet your bottom dollar. I would bet your bottom dollar at 100%. <laughs> and because, and like you said, those pictures, and here's the thing about pictures. If you see it once, that image kind of stays with you, even if you haven't seen yeah. that picture in 20 years. So the picture you're talking about, well, the time, I remember we had um, scarves around our heads. We were peeking through the scarves, taking pictures. We were posing yes. on the grassy knoll. <laughs> Yes. yes, I can't remember all that, but I haven't seen those pictures in like a thousand yeah. years. Yeah, But the fact that it was there and it was cemented, it's like, this is why I do it. Oh. And you're absolutely right. I'm almost positive that I was the reason. <laughs> I would guarantee it, probably. Yeah. Yes, would you say? I would guarantee it because I, you know, I don't have that many yeah. other photos from just like a fun day like that. You know, we just, I just, it's, it's not yeah. something I think of, but then I really appreciate it when I have those. Cause you're right. They get cemented into your brain. Like I haven't pulled that photo out for a while, but there's one, there's a couple of them from that day, but it's just gets, it gets cemented into your brain and you can kind of think back and yeah. have that visual. And then you just start to think about all the events that day that you just were yeah. laughing and enjoying each other's company. Yeah. So that's really cool to, yeah. that that's the reason behind your interest and what you found yeah. so fun about it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, totally. Cool, cool. And listen, most, 
listen, just talking about that just now, yeah, girl, I'm. This has given me some sort of fire because I realized that that is my my true passion. You know, when you、mm. sit down, you think about what's your passion. Yeah, it's so hard to do that. It's so hard. Yep, absolutely.、But、this com this conversation. That's why I was looking forward to talking to you、mm. because I knew we talk about you know various things and past and present. Yeah, and just talking about that. Just lets me know because I'm getting fired up right now, ready to、oh. take some pictures. Oh, that's so awesome! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have to figure out, Mo. Now going forward, what I'm going to do with that because I absolutely、mm. love it with capital letters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what you figure out what you're going to do with that because, yeah,、exactly. I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. Well, yeah. Thanks, Mo. Let me switch it to this because you've had so many different kind of.、Um, Pieces of your life with you know sports and your career in front of the camera and now your daughter, like how this is kind of a big question too. But how how do you define success,、mm -hmm. and has that changed over the years and why? It's kind of a big question.、Hmm. You know, you know, I and it sounds so I'm not going to preface it.、Mm -hmm. So I define success. I define success by. How happy I am!、Mm. Honestly, I I can remember being in a job that I didn't like,、hmm. and I didn't know what my next job was going to be. This was in my twenties.、Okay. I didn't know what my next job was going to be. All I know was I did not like the job that I was at.、Mm -hmm. And I can remember my sister, my sister Defina, saying to me, she said, "So, you would you rather make money or be happy?" Because、mm. she knew that that. Being happy was like my ultimate goal ever in life.、Mm -hmm. And she said, "So you rather would you rather have money or would you rather be happy?" And I chose happiness、mm -hmm. because I feel like if I'm not happy, then I'm not being su successful at whatever it is that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. And so for me, yeah, and I think that's been my way up until now.、Hmm. Up until now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so, I go, I go a lot by feeling. I, I go a lot by feeling. How I feel is how I gauge where I am in my、mm. life. I go by how I feel. Yeah, yeah. So when you、yeah. were like, when you were deciding, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm ready to, to you know, make it a change in what I'm doing, or like, okay, there's this opportunity to be on this MTV show, or. I'm ready to maybe leave and you know NBC and and focus on like family. Like, is that all like just a feeling that you have that like do you do you chew on it over time or is that something that you kind of recognize instantly? Instantly,、mm. and you know some people are.、Um, I, I've been told that I can be impulsive,、mm -hmm. but that is that is how I gauge really、uh, everything in my life. If I don't like it, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm sorry. I,、yeah. You know, I'm not sorry to anyone else, but I'm just sorry that this is how you feel about it. But I'm just not. If I don't like it, Maureen,、mm -hmm. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm gonna find something that I do like, and I'm gonna give it my all. Yeah. You know, in some situations, like with the NBC, they decided, you know, that hey, we've had a you know contributors for、oh. over ten years in various areas of cooking,、it. fitness, and they got rid of yeah, they got rid of、okay. all of that in us. 
and they wanted to go, you know, a different way. But I was still, I wasn't mad about it. You know, mm-hmm. I would tell, I would tell people, and they would be, they would be more upset than I was. <laughs> and I would look at it like, no, but I was there for ten years. Yeah, amazing. That was a long yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a long run. Yeah, and so I find the good in, I mm. think. 99% of the things in every in everyday situations I find the good in 99% of them. <laughs> so it's just like your gut. Your gut's like you feel like if you feel it in your gut or in your in your body somehow you're like mm-hmm. this is this is right for I me listen. or this is not right for me and you just listen to that. Yeah. Okay. I do. I do. I do uh 100% of the time. Wow. I listen. Wow. Did that take mm-hmm. practice? Was that something that you always did or um, did that take practice to kind of hear it and listen to it right away? That's something that I've always done as mm. far as, as I can remember. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, that's why sometimes I feel like the person that I am, I can't really take credit for because huh. this is just, who, do you know what I mean? This is just who I am. I can't explain it. Hmm. All I can do is be it. Like I can remember my sister, Dathina, she said to me, one time, and this is going back to the whole energy thing, mm-hmm. she said to me, she was like, Saran, your two is someone's eight. <laughs> it's on a scale of one to ten. Your five is someone's ten. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't understand it at the time. And I said, what do you mean? Everybody's not like this? She <laughs> said, girl, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> and so she's the one who really opened my eyes that Everybody, we're all different. Yeah. And my, my, the, the gift, I think they're gifts. The mm-hmm. gifts that I was given are things like being relentlessly positive, mm-hmm. uh, listening to my gut 100% of the time, um, just following my heart in the sense that if this makes me happy, let's go for it. Yes. And if it doesn't, because I'll try anything, really. I'll try I've, I've done a lot. I've yeah. paid a lot in my little life. I love it. Yes. But I will try anything. And if I find that, eh, it's not kind of really where I am or what I'm, I deal with, I just won't do it. Yeah. I just won't do it, you know? And that goes, that goes for relationships, too. Mm. If I'm in a relationship that I do not feel is making me feel like I am the best person that I mm-hmm. uh, know that I can be, Yeah. then I... Yeah, I will break that relationship off. And, you know, it's been a running joke in my family, for for sure, and mm-hmm. with my friends sometimes, because they're, they're like, well, who's next on the top of the block? But listen, I just take that in stride, and I just say, I don't know, let's see. And I yeah. just keep it moving, you know? I don't take wow. that as a as a as pressure to make me stay in a relationship or stay in relationships for longer than I want to, because of what people may say if I break up, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was just a small little thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're talking friendships and all that, right? Like people in your life and your circle, if you feel like friendships. Okay. Go on. And love relationships. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So like if you had a friendship where you're like, Hey, I'm not feeling like my best version of myself when I'm around you. Like, do you have a conversation with that person? Or are you like, I'm just not going to spend time with this person. Are you just direct about it? No, I am. And I I did. I had a situation where that did happen, where I had a friend who is not like me Mm -hmm. in the sense that I like to joke around 
and my friend not so much all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't understand it. And this is later in life. I, I was in my 30s. Yeah. And I didn't, under, I didn't understand it. Enough, you know, and it, and it was hard for me to uh, be around that person at the time because I, was, I felt like I had to tiptoe on eggshells or didn't know when to joke or yeah. when to pull back. Yeah. And so we actually had a sit-down conversation mm. to see where we would go in our friendship. Mm. And it was one of the best, yeah, it was one of the best times that I can remember because not only did we decide that let's try to work this friendship out, Aww. but let's talk about what's not, yeah, let's talk about what it is that is not working. And we sat down and we chatted and I said, you know what, Soren, you need to fall back and try to, because I, you know, I, I feel like I'm capable of still learning. Even, you know, people say you can yes. learn after a certain age. I'm mm, like, no, mm, we can mm, still mm. learn. Absolutely. So I said, let me fall back. Yeah. Let me fall back and learn how to meet people where they are mm-hmm. and not be so pushy who I am that I feel like everybody has to, you know, vibe with me or be jokey with me mm-hmm. or be in happy with me I can be that but I don't have to push that on other people so I said let me fall back and so I did and now and now we're friends and we respect each other's space in that way Uh, you know that's cool so you found Mm -hmm. out a way to like meet each other where you are basically exactly and be respectful of her position and her be respectful of mine Mm -hmm. that was really what it boiled down to yeah yeah I love it instead of me looking at it like yeah, instead of me saying, oh, girl, I don't see how you could do that. Or, I don't understand why you're not happy all the time or mm-hmm. laughing all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I removed that. It was like, okay, but you're not. So let me let me respect that and be, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fall back a little bit. Sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you used a term a few minutes ago that I loved relentlessly positive that is an awesome term right there like you and that really encompasses you you do you are like relentlessly positive but when you say that what does that mean to you that means that I don't let anything take me outside of who I know I am and that is 100% 100% relentlessly positive. Mm. And if something does take me out of that mode, yeah. then I remove myself and I, I reflect why did this happen? It's only a short time. I don't dwell on, on much at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm sad or if I'm down, I give myself 24 hours, maybe 48. Yeah. And after that, I'm, I'm back up. Like, okay, let's rock and roll. <laughs> but I don't let people, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if someone cut me off in traffic, yeah. I don't get I just say, oh, you got me. <laughs> you got me because I was, I was sleeping. I uh-huh. let you cut me. You got me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not yelling at the car like, oh, yeah. you such a ch-. I don't know. Because I, I want to be happy all the time. And I think in order to be that way, you have to consciously be aware of everything around you. Because, you know, people don't know that you want to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Then people aren't happy all the time. So yeah. they go about their day and they may do something to make you upset. But it's how you react. Respond to it that keeps you on your the path that you want to be on. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be to be positive all the time, that that really comes easy for me mm. because that's who I think we are innately. I really uh. do. I really think that we are all born to be happy, positive, optimistic, all of these things. But I think some people 
let people that aren't that way let things seep in and kind of fester and stay too long. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The unhappy part. Yeah. We all have challenging situations and tough people in our lives, but I'm not going to let you take me outside of who I am because I care about myself more than I do anybody else. Mm. Does that sound selfish? No, no, I think that that, it's, you know what? It doesn't. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're kind of um, conditioned for that to sound selfish, Mm but I think unless we, I mean, it's something I've been trying to like learn for myself because unless you put yourself in a position where you got, if you're not taking care of yourself and you know, your mind, your body, your spirit, whatever you want to call yeah. it, like if you're not taking care of that and nurturing that, you can't be giving and nurturing and caring and loving and positive for anyone else. So you got to be doing that for yourself first. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't think anybody will do that more than you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't even think. I don't even think your parents can, your spouse. I don't think your children. I don't think anybody can love you more than you can yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. At least in theory, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was watching, there was this YouTube video. Um, Oh, gosh, I can't think of the name of this woman. I'll probably share it, like, in the show notes. But um, she had this thing where she decided – to marry herself. It was like this, like kind of this idea, like she would show up for herself, love herself. You know, it's like this idea that we're putting ourselves out there to be with someone else, but you got to be with yourself first. And if you're not comfortable Absolutely. in that and loving yourself the way you'd want to be able to love someone else and doing all these things for yourself that you want to be able to do for others. Um, and it was like, I'll have to share it because mm-hmm. it was actually, it was kind of a, it reminds me of what you're just saying now too. And it's really important. So, Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when you are going, okay, let's, I mean, cause tough moments arise. Like we're kind of in, um, in a world right now where there is like kind of terrible news out there all the time. And, you know, people go through challenging yeah. moments and like, how do you, so how do you keep that relentless positivity or like, how do you deal with your own challenging moments or when you hear negativity? Um, yeah. you kind of said it, but like, I'd love to kind of hear it in like a present day context or, and uh, maybe an example if you were able to give one without too many specifics, but yeah. Well, um, most recently, um, I went through a very tough situation. Um, I was in the hospital after giving birth for mm-hmm. five weeks when it should have been just a few days. Yeah. So we, we went through a lot and it was a, a very sad time for you know, people around me, especially mm-hmm. to see me the way that I was, yeah. you know, hooked up to my machine um, and just not smiling, just not happy. Yeah. And for me, it was a very sad time, you know, after the birth of my daughter, I developed mm-hmm. an infection and ultimately had to, I was unable, I, sh- I should just say, was un- I'm unable now to have any more children. Yeah. Because I had to have a partial hysterectomy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with with the, and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of yeah. people don't know that because they just see me as being happy all the time, and yes. that's because I choose to be. Yes. And and I've mourned. I've mourned that part of what I'm. You know, the loss of my uterus. Mm-hmm. I've mourned that. Yeah. And I think what helped me get past that, I have a friend who really, really helped me. She said, Therene, as soon as you can, because I, Mo, you know me, I'm the healthiest person I know, yeah, the most active person, I, all of these things, and it's like, well, not the healthiest person, but you know, I'm, I'm one of the most active and healthiest people mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, 
And I absolutely could not believe that I was in this position. Mm. I could not believe that I had to, A, even have a C-section. I just knew that I was going to have this natural birth, honey. Not only natural coming out of the the vagina natural. (laughs) Right, 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 right. No no epidural natural. That's what I thought, right? Yeah. (laughs) So Mm. so even being in this position where I needed a Mm C-section, which is what the doctors told me at the time, uh, I just couldn't believe that situation. Then furthermore, to be in the hospital for five weeks and, to have to have my uterus removed and unable to have any more children. Yeah. I could not believe it. Absolutely could not believe it. And I was stuck in that moment. I was mm. stuck in saying, I can't believe it. I can't believe this happened to me. Yeah. And I would cry each time I said it. I would yeah. cry. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friend, she said to me, she said, Saran, the moment you can stop saying, I can't believe it happened, mm and accept that it did happen, mm. then you can start to move on uh, and start to heal. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I stopped. Mm. I literally stopped saying, I can't believe this happened. And then I found myself, when I said it did happen, it was sort of like a, a shift. I felt a lightness about it. Like, uh, okay, now yeah, what? Now, now what? what? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now what do we do? Yep, you yep, know? yep. I, yeah. Yeah, let's pick up the pieces. Let's carry on mm-hmm. and uh, and move forward. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be stuck. Yeah, because I didn't like where I was. I no, didn't like sure. crying all the time. I didn't like being set. Yeah. Yeah, no one does, right? Thinking yep. about the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like that. So, so she said, as soon as you can stop thinking and stop saying, I can't believe this happened and accept that it did, you can move forward. Oh, I love that. And here we are, Mo. Right, <laughs> right. No, yeah. that's beautiful because... Yeah, it's like uh, when we're trying to push aside things and not accept them or not allow ourselves to, you know, to to feel, just to accept yeah. and to feel what's actually really happening, we just keep pushing it aside and pushing it aside and then we never, we don't deal with it. But when we can do what your friend said mm-hmm. and say, like, you know, yeah, that's beautiful. And because then you're able to move forward yeah. and have developed this beautiful, um, just like this fun, adventurous little you know, relationship with Angel. your little one. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and and be there and be present mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And be in the mm-hmm. moment again rather than so, not accepting what in the it, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had to I had to accept where I was and accept the fact that it did happen. Bad things do happen. Mm-hmm. Accept it and just, you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, and that's what I did. You know, it was a long, it was a long road back to recovery and back to uh, happiness and positivity. It was a long road, but I wanted to get there. I had a deep desire to get there, back to who I was, in in those terms of being, you know, happy and and carefree and kicking it and loving life. You know, I wanted yes. to get back there, and I think I think that was the motivating force of me. You know going and, and, and moving forward as quickly as I could so I could, you know, get back to happiness. Aw, yay. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing yay. that, Saran. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because mm-hmm. you are someone who, you know, people see you and they just see that positivity and they see that energy. But, you know, the the truth of the matter is we're human beings and we all go through stuff. And, um yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, people will get a lot of comfort from hearing how that you went through something like that and 
come back fighting and, you know, came back and just not, maybe fighting's not the word, but you know, you fought for your happiness. No. You're like, I'm going to make this happen Fu- and I'm going to get back to that. Exactly. Fighting is the word. Girl, okay. You should see me. I was nodding my head like, yeah, fighting. I did. I <laughs> okay. really did. Okay. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you're right. I mean, I, I fought because I want to choose because I, I do think that we can choose how we feel each day. I do really believe that. And I, yeah. I choose happiness over anything else in the whole wide world. Yeah. You know? And it's so it's so funny because you brought up that, you know, sometimes people may look at me and say, you know, how can this girl be happy all the time? Mm-hmm. People actually do feel that. I remember yeah. there was a situation at the gym work. There was a receptionist there. And she, when I first met her, I was like, hi, good morning. <laughs> and just big. No, I'm so ridiculous. That is you, though. That is you. It's totally me. You ask me how I'm doing, and I am amazing. I'm wonderful. I'm going to tell you, I'm doing, I'm wonderful, right? Yep. And, uh, but this girl, she thought I was so fake, Mo. Mm, She mm. was like, You are, you are so fake. She didn't tell me at the time, but four years later, I was still the same. And she (laughs) told me how she felt, and I laughed so hard. Because I wasn't trying to prove anybody, like, right. to anybody that I'm. this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be me. And how yeah. you feel about it, that's on you. That's on you. But four years later, she told me. She was, yeah, she was like, I thought you were so fake. And I was like, girl, you are too funny. I said, no, <laughs> this is who I am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, totally. Yeah, but people do find it funny. But. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, I, I think it's almost... It's almost like you don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, I think we are almost, I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's like, we're almost conditioned to be complaining or like, I don't know. I feel like that's accepted in a way. Like we're going to all be kind of critical or something and complaining and, and like, you know, and it kind of creates almost like a bonding effect. And, um, like I don't, okay. So I'm even just picturing a situation where people are like gathering and complaining and being critical of, of stuff. Do you even partake in any of that? Or are you like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go off and do my own thing, you know, because those moments, I think no. people bond in those kind of negative gossip moments and in, t- in ways. Do you avoid yeah. that? Or do you, how do you handle that? I, I avoid it like the plague. Yeah. But I will, but I do have moments. If, if I don't avoid it, I will insert, um, how I feel about it, which is not going to be, you know, negative or complaining. I yeah. will insert myself. And some people want to be, they want to be in that space where they complain. And I get that because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm there too. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm not going to act like I'm, yeah. So, so when I'm in that mode, I can, I can complain with the best of them. <laughs> I could, but I don't like to, I hate it. And yeah. I no, you know, and I think that started as an early age. My mom helped me realize this because growing up, and delivering the newspaper, she she hated to wake us up before school mm-hmm. to get us up to help deliver the papers because someone didn't show up, an adult didn't show up to their job. Yeah. She hated to get us up. And I knew this. I knew I could he- hear it in her voice. Mm. And I was one of the only ones who never complained mm. about getting up to work. I would just pop right up. Okay, mm. let's go. And my mom can tell you, she, because everyone else, not and nothing is wrong with it, but yeah. it is a lot. Yeah. To wake up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning. Shoot. Um, yes. To deliver newspapers. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But they were like, oh, I don't want to go. And I would just pop right up faster than she could just say, and I'm up out of the bed. Mm, so right, I'm out of the bed. And so I think as a, as a young person, that 
not complaining mm-hmm. was just burned inside of me because I didn't want to be, I knew my mom felt bad enough to ask us, Yeah, but she, I knew she needed us. I knew yeah. she needed us. Yeah. So huh. what is complaining going to do? It's going right. to make her feel worse. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So no, let's rock and roll. And so that's, <laughs> and now my husband is so funny. Bless his heart. He, he complains, Maureen. He, <laughs> he knows. He, <laughs> he complains, honey. And I've, I've had to learn how to deal with that. Yeah. And I'm still learning because I'm just like, oh God, can we just figure out a solution? Can yeah. we not complain? <laughs> Oh, but that's a whole conversation for right. another time. Right. In another podcast. That's hilarious. But you know what? There are some of us there are some of us who are like, I think venters or we have to talk about it. And then yeah, so I yeah. think we all process things in different ways. So that's hilarious. And how like we can meet each other mm-hmm. where we are in those places. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what it's all about. Meeting yeah. people where they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. hmm well, mm-hmm. Now I look at you and your daughter and I just um I feel like your positivity and, you know, even like you and your husband too, like it just, it feels, I don't know. It's just a really, I don't know. I just love your photos together and your adventures together. Cause it just feels like she is soaking in everything from you guys. And is that like, are you trying to shape her? Like, I don't, I don't know if you're consciously doing it, but it just seems like she's got that positive sense of wonder and curiosity and um, all of that in the world. Is that yeah. something you're conscious about in terms of trying to teach her and uh, show her? Yeah, I am actually. Um, yeah, I am. I, mm-hmm. I don't want her to go through life with fears, you know, of things that, that are unknown. Yeah. I said, let's just try it. Yeah. And she'll say, okay. But, you know, for me, I know she's going to learn and grow and develop as she gets older. And she's going to learn things that she likes and things she doesn't like. But right now, to me to give her exposure and experiences to everything and not instill any sort of fear, even if it's my fear, but not to instill it in her. Mm. Yeah. So I want her to uh, explore the world, uh, get down in the dirt. And if you see a worm, pick it up. I would never do it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you see a, if you see a spider, just know that this is his earth too, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) But, but for real, I, I try to instill in her, Everything can be great if you choose to make it that way. Let's mm. not complain about little things. Let's just find the good and stuff and let's mm. go out and let's enjoy our lives mm. and let's kick it. So in that sense, I am trying to instill in her um, not complaining about things or, or um, being afraid of things. And let's just go out and enjoy ourselves and Love enjoy it. every little thing. Like, do you see this little plant? That one's red. And she's Aww. like, oh, my goodness, yeah. it's red. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I know because I know the world is a place that will shape you, unfortunately. And you'll mm-hmm. have, you know, situations that are not going to be great. Yeah. I'm just trying to do what I can while she's influential at this age. And, you know, I'm not in disillusion to think that she won't, you know, have bad experiences mm-hmm. or be pessimistic at points mm-hmm. in her life I'm not disillusioned to think that yeah but while she's three years old why not give her the best and and you know and just show her what happiness looks like mm. and it's funny because we'll be walking down the street and I'll just speak to someone and she'll say mommy who's that mm-hmm. I, said, I don't know I was just speaking just being polite yeah and she's like okay 
And sure enough, she'll just turn around and do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, sweet pea. You do it, girl. Yeah. Oh, she's such a sponge. I mean, I, that's what all little kids are. They're soaking it all up around yeah. them. So I just, I think your yeah. spirit and your energy and, you know, your husband's as well. Like, she's just, like, taking that all in right now. And it's it's fun to watch her develop. Because I know, yeah, it's just She's going to have yeah, that. I, I really and hope she has that relentless, relentlessly positive kind of approach. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think I think you're yeah, shaping that in her, which is really cool. I hope so. Because the thing is, like I spoke to you when I said earlier, I, I feel like that's a gift of mine, mm-hmm. you know, to, yeah. to, to be that way. So I don't know if it's something you can teach, but yeah. whatever it is that I have, I'm certainly going to try to give it to her. Yeah, right. If right. I have this, you know what I mean? Even though it may be a gift, I'm certainly going to try to give it to her. Mm. This relentless positivity and, you know, Love and it. it's great. It's great having this little human being, you know, it's one of the greatest things that I've ever done with my life. I don't know what I thought I was doing before, but this is, <laughs> this is where it's at for me. <laughs> being a mom, you know, even, even the disciplining part, you know, yeah. even all, everything that goes with it, parenthood is where it's at for me. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to probably end on one more question, but, and it kind of, I think it can kind of tie in for what you were just saying, but like, what are you, what are you learning and discovering right now? And like, I mean, is it, is it about like motherhood and, you know, raising this, this child and, and creating this family right now? Is that where you're really pouring your time and energy? Yeah. I, you know, I must say that is 100% where I am at this point in my life. Yeah. And my daughter is, is my main focus in nurturing her, giving her all the love and the hugs and kisses and cuddles mm. and, you know, timeouts, everything that she needs. <laughs> yeah. <the> best... <laughs> exactly. And those timeouts, um, right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where I am in my life. And, and my poor husband, I, I'm, I appreciate him for just going along with me because he was like, what about me? Like, hello. <laughs> Do I exist? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you too, you know? <laughs> but so we're we're working as a family, you know, yeah. and she is the number one priority right now. So I'm just learning that I have more patience than I thought I had. Mm. I have so much love to give. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I am enjoying every single minute of this little baby journey with her because I know kids grow up and they, it, they grow up fast. And so we're just taking every single day and, and making the most of it and enjoying our little self. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I love it, Saran. Mm-hmm. You know. Totally, Mo. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's it's fun, you know. Like, I know you, I mean, I should say in real life, but I also get to see you in social media. And it's just, it's just so fun to watch your adventures. And I actually just love thinking about life as an adventure anyway, because, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's your perspective is how you like approach things that can really influence what you, you know, what you make out of it. So yeah. I, I love watching your adventures as a family and um, and seeing you kind of just like I feel like you're just really growing into this this new role. I mean, I mean she's she's three now, I know. Yeah. But like, that's just that's really that's really sweet to watch. And um, I've really been enjoying yeah. it. So, ah, thank you. Thanks. Can I say one more thing? Though? Yeah, Absolutely. So, so as, as a mom, um, you know, you pour everything into your kids and they, they, they take over your life. She's taken over my life. You know, yeah. every, you know, there's not a conversation that goes by where I'm not talking about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. And I feel like um, I'll get to me. 
I'll yeah. get back to me in doing the things that I love, mm-hmm. maybe when she starts school. But for yeah. right now, this is my job. Just like people talk about their jobs all the time, this is my job. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning to be unapologetic, unapologetic about talking about her all the time because she, this is what I do full time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, um, you know, she'll one day go away to school and I'll have to figure out what my next role is going to be in my life, mm-hmm. which I think you helped me figure it out and have something mm. to do around pictures and capturing moments. That's what I'm yeah. going to do. Mo. But yeah. So, yeah. So now I'm just being the best mom and giving her everything that she needs and all of my energy. And I'm happy about it. Very, yeah. very happy about it. And unapologetically happy about it. I love how you, how you threw that in there because yeah, absolutely. Because you, 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 you do, you start to feel bad. Before I was a parent, I would look at, you know, people who shared images of their daughters, of their kids to strangers, like, oh, God, like, really? <laughs> like, she's really doing that? And now I'm doing that, but not really, like, to that degree, because I do, you know. Yeah. I, but, I, but I'm doing that, and, I, and it's okay. It's yeah. okay, because you don't know how you're going to be when you're in a situation, so that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm learning, too. Yeah. You know, not to judge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just appreciate you sharing like all of those like really beautiful insights and I like just your your yeah. energy and your positivity and how you nurture that and um and I'm so glad you do because you get to bring that out into the world and we all get to benefit from it and it's just yeah I'm just yeah. I'm grateful that you do so so thank you for taking some time and 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 sharing sharing your story with us I really appreciate it Saran Thanks, Mo. Thank you for asking me to be a part of your podcast. I am so excited. This is my very first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Saran. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Saran as much as I did. It was so much fun to learn more about her childhood and how she found her voice. Our discussion about strong black women was so interesting, and I admire how she reaches out for help and makes sure she takes care of herself and also puts herself first. That was really awesome to hear. I absolutely adore the phrase relentlessly positive and found it so sweet that she believes it's one of her gifts. I would have to agree. And I was so grateful that she chose to open up about her experience after giving birth to her daughter. The lessons she learned from this experience were really powerful, and I think they can apply to any of us when we are going through tough times and feel stuck. What about you? What were some of your takeaways from this episode? please share on this podcast page on my website at www.ryanwellness.com or on my Instagram page at ryanwellness. Thanks again for listening. I'm looking forward to hearing you, hearing from you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.